1: Welcome to the weekly message from Unity North Tampa, presented here on the Experience of the Soul podcast channel. Today's message is, Live Your Soul, Not Your Role, and was delivered on Sunday, February 27th, 2022.
0: Boy, I brought the big Bible today. This thing is serious. It's even got the Apocrypha. You're saying, what's that exactly? If you didn't grow up Catholic, no worries. Um, so I want to say, welcome to the first day of the rest of your life. Amen? Amen. So the title of today's message is live your soul, not your role. So yep, live your soul, not your role. Say that with me. Live your soul, not your role. Now it might be a little cheesy and that's okay. But there's a deep spiritual truth in that statement. Live your soul, not your role. See, we have learned culturally, if you've grown up in the United States anyway, that what matters is what you own. What matters is how you look. And all the emphasis, in other words, has become on the outer, not on who you really are. So in Unity and especially at this particular Unity Unity North Tampa, you know, we stand on the shoulders of Reverend Virginia who was a strong believer in soul. And so what are we about? Well, we're about the soul. So see, I don't care really how old or young you are, you're a soul. I don't care if you're married or divorced, you're a soul. I don't care if you're black or white or a Latino or Latina, you're a soul. And what really matters is your soul. And we're born into this incarnation as a man, a woman, as black or white, as Latino, Latina, because this is the experience we needed to have this lifetime to grow and evolve our soul, to move forward on the spiritual journey. That's the one and only reason. You're born as you are in this lifetime simply to experience life as this, this time. And this is based in our scriptures. The first mention of a soul, believe it or not, is in the book of Genesis, the second chapter. So Charles Fillmore, Unity's co-founder, loved to say, you are spirit, soul, and body. But it's from 1 Thessalonians 5. So it wasn't like he made it up, but he was able to pull out of the scriptures some of those deeper truths that we had been missing So if you were taking notes, number one would be, number one would be you are greater than you think. You are greater than you think. Imelda Shanklin, one of Unity's uh, greatest authors in her book, What Are You?, said, did you know that you have as much power as anyone who's ever been on this planet or ever will be? I remember when I read that, I said, is that true? Well, Jesus himself said, no, you're not your gods. I said, well, maybe I've been identifying with the wrong aspect. You know, uh, I love studying psychology. and I love the study of the personality. It's so interesting how when we grow up, the personality is formed. You know, we we learn how to be in the world by... How we were raised, we know that, right? We know that we learn to love certain ways. So when that's how we get love, pretty soon we think that's who we are, this personality self. But I'm saying to you there's something bigger, more expansive, and it is your soul. So you are much greater than what you own or what you're, you know, whether you're a man or a woman or how much money you make or Whatever. You're a soul. You're expensive. You're connected to all that is. You are spirit, soul, and body. So say with me, I have a body, but I am a soul. Say that with me. I have a body, but I am a soul. In other words, we want to start identifying with our soul. Now, that doesn't negate anything else, but it helps us see life from a different perspective. What matters is your soul, your soul's growth, your soul moving forward on the spiritual journey. So when we start realizing we're more than we think, what people think of us doesn't matter as much anymore. Amen. I think age helps a little bit with that too, doesn't it? Somebody give me an amen on that. Yeah, you know, I don't know. There's some phrase, you know. Anyway, we used to care more what people think. I just, yeah, I'm over it. But not because really of anything other than knowing, wow, you know, I'm going to do a certain thing or be a certain way because I've learned to tap into a different aspect of myself. And I've noticed, you know, as we go deeper in the spiritual journey, sometimes we feel a little left out at parties <laughs> and big events because we think, I just don't think like those people anymore. Like drinking loses, you know, I should say heavy drinking loses its, uh, you know, its, uh, uh, what's the word, seductiveness, and uh, being right, well, you know, that kind of loses its, well, see, the thing is, is that there's a small percentage of people that really care this deeply about their spiritual growth. I also know there are people waking up all around the world, though, but it, it can feel sometimes like, wow, we're kind of alone in this. So say to the person next to you, you're not alone. Say it, you're not alone. (laughs) (laughs) You're not alone. So if, uh, you know, in the pandemic, it's been so strange. Um, I've always been around a lot of people. I'm from a really large family and, uh, I travel well in groups. Uh, and so all this um, time alone has been interesting for me. Has anybody else had just a shift there? Yeah, it's been different, hasn't it? That, you know, how we relate, the people that we keep in our lives are not, you know, really has shifted over the last couple of years. And what I noticed is that it caused me to go a little bit deeper in my spiritual journey because I couldn't depend on anybody else to remind me of something. I had to do it myself. Amen? Right. So, you know, sometimes I say, okay, God, I know you're here. I teach this stuff, but I'd love a little sign today just to know that we're intimately connected. Do You ever do that? Ask for a sign? Yeah. Yeah. Write that down. Ask for a sign. I love getting a sign. Because it just shows me that, you know, I'm not alone and that the universe is intimately connected with me and my intentions. (laughs) Yesterday, as we were, uh, last night, we did a special blessing of the water here on campus. And we took water from that front, like, I will call it like a little bog. (laughs) It's kind of boggy. And uh, we played to it. We sang to it. We gave offerings, special offerings to it. And then we put it back, you know. And there was this feeling of such connection, you know. Something special happened here yesterday with John Twohawks and the few of us that were gathered. We spoke to the soul of the water. We spoke to the soul of planet Earth. We're all, we're made of almost all Water. See, those are the kind of th- the wild things you start to do when you begin to connect with soul. You start um, noticing, and that's what I started to say as we were doing some of the blessing. You know, big old heron flew over, and then a big snowy egret, and then a little cardinal, and then a. So we were getting signs everywhere. It's like, oh yes. The universe is saying, yes, 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 this, yes. So if we are a soul then, right, and we have a body, what does it mean? Well, I want to I break it down a little bit more because um, we are really spirit, soul, and body. This is, again, I want to go back to this. This is a teaching from the scriptures and from Charles Fillmore as well. So that spirit part of us is the God part that never changes. You are spirit always. I had somebody say to me in a class one time, well, what about Hitler? They said, you're, you're telling me that everybody is spirit, soul, and body. What about those people in history that have done awful things? I said, great question. Was spirit available? Yes. And he, was spirit present? Yes. But there is the body, and in the body is the mind. And there's choice involved. You see what I'm saying about choosing deeper? So you can make all kind of choices you want, even though you're a soul and spirit walking around. But every one of us who does good, who does bad, has spirit within. That's the part that never changes. That's your God spark. Everybody has it. But now your soul... Your soul is your individual nature that has been with you. You know, the scriptures say we're eternal souls. Now, um, sometimes when you say the word reincarnation in most Christianity, people start to get a little weird on on you, get a little, what's reincarnation? What's what's that? But what we know from the time of Jesus and the teachings of the East is that um, reincarnation would have been something that was taught and understood, and we even see evidence of it in the Bible. When Jesus was speaking and they said, who is this, Elijah? What were they saying? Is this Elijah reincarnated? So we're not here just once, I don't think. Sometimes people say, well, I got enough to worry about this lifetime. I'm not going to worry about <laughs> former lifetimes. And I say, yes, I understand. But what if you knew past lives were impacting you right now? What would that Would that change anything? And that what you do right now decides your future. I have a friend that um, she's Buddhist, and she attends the Guangming uh, Temple in Orlando. And she said, we Chinese love to go to fortune tellers. She goes, and I tell my friends, I can tell you your fortune. What's going to be in your future is based on whatever you do today. And that's right. Right, so right now in this moment, you have a soul choice. Today, you have a soul choice. Some of you chose to come online and listen to this message and drink coffee in your jammies, and we love that. Some of you chose to come here and worship in person, and we love that. Some chose to uh, be stuck in a bottle at home this morning, and that's a soul choice too. So are your choices leading you forward on this journey or not? Right? So, you are a soul. Say with me, I am a soul together. I am a soul. I'm a soul. I have a body, but I am a soul. So, that spirit aspect of you is the part that never changes. That soul is your individual journey, the decisions you make, your thoughts, your feelings, your beliefs, your ideas. I, I've been with so many people, you know, at their at their passing, and It's so interesting to me uh to watch the journey right at the end of life there there tends to be a life review and this awareness of oh that was the life lesson well what i've learned is that if we don't learn what the lesson is why we're living we have to come back and do it again i want to do it this time so i can move forward on the journey i want to learn whatever it is i need to learn so i get to move forward on my soul's journey yeah. I mean, the world is tough at times. Who wants to do this twice, this exact lifetime? Not me. So you're a soul, you have a body. So the body is, though, a temple, right? The body is a temple. So it's also holy. And sometimes we think, well, there's my body, and then there's my spirit. Like they're separate. But there are three uh aspects of you that are all part of the larger whole and so i've noticed if i'm really paying attention if i make a change in my physical activity it affects starts affecting my soul choices if i'm really doing deep soul work it's going to change aspects of how i am in the body as well so if it's true that we are spirit, soul, and body, we want to begin to identify with the soul aspect. Say to the person next to you, remember you're a soul. <laughs> yeah, we want to remember that. And so as we start to live from soul, what happens is we, we learn to uh, view life from a higher perspective of what's really happening, not what do I like and dislike. We're always looking for what is the spiritual lesson and why is this coming into, coming into my, you know, uh, into my life situation and how can I move forward in and through this? Right. So this is really important to begin to see life from a higher perspective. Of course, the number one question is how I got to come off here for some reason. Uh, how do I know, are you guys following me on the camera? Is that good? Okay. Okay. It's not for me. I just want people at home to not go, oh, that's nice. I'm going to look at that thing while she's talking. Okay. So, um, you know, the question becomes how do we do that more? Um, you know, and I've noticed uh, an increase in how all of us use our phones in the last year. Like there's been a super big increase. Everything is now on the phone. Like recently I went to the doctor and every question in check-in was through my phone. I thought my goal was to sit here and relax until they called me in. And my phone kept going off with something else I had to answer. And I, I started realizing it's almost causing anxiety. The amount of d- d- ding, 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 ding. I said, well, I know what my blood pressure is going to be when I go in there. <laughs> okay, so I'm, I'm saying all that to say you got to put down the device and get quiet. You know, the scriptures say you hear God. God was not in the earthquake, but not in the fire, but in the still small voice. The still small voice, so quiet. And so listening, simply listening, being quiet. You know, we often call that meditation, but sometimes that word scares people. We think we have to ohm and ring bells and, you know, wear yoga clothes and... um. Meditation very simply is listening to God. That's my practice is this listening. In the morning, I like to do fifty deep breaths. And I'll tell you, what at breath one and breath fifty, I'm two different people. By the time I get to fifty, all is well, life is good, I am richly blessed. At one, there's worry, there's what's next, how am I doing this, what's going on, you know, I'm stuck in the mind. So meditation, simply stopping and listening, changes everything. And so as we stop, as we listen, as we meditate, we start to tap into the higher aspect, and we get to even know what the observer self is. Raise your hand if you've heard of the observer self. Yeah, okay, well don't you wonder who is doing the observing, and who's observing the observer? This is how infinite you are, right? So there's this observer self that you start watching your own behavior and you start going, oh, I don't want to do that again. I'm taking 100% responsibility for my life and my journey. So I'm going to really observe how this behavior is changing things. This is how we start to live from soul. We take 100% responsibility for our actions and for our lives. There's no one to blame. The blame game stops when you live from soul. And, of course, we all have our moments of personality. You know, we can really have our feelings about something, and then we go, what, wait, wait, wait. I know there's something bigger going on. I'll get there in a minute. Let me have my moment, and then I'm going to get quiet. I'm going to listen. And by the way, on our campus, there's those beautiful benches that Evan built, up, you know, under the trees. There's, even though right now our building is kind of a mess, the 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 land here is so beautiful to just be still and connect. You can you can come over anytime during the week. We love to look out of our offices and see people just sitting and meditating and praying. How beautiful would that be? So that's one of the key ways, just being quiet, listening. But the only problem is once you listen, here's what's going to happen. God is going to speak to you and you're going to have to do something. Say to the person next to you, you have to do something. (laughs) Something. (laughs) So, and what are you going to have to do? Well, you're going to be if you're being quiet and you're listening, you're going to be tapping into this, the greater guidance of your soul. Right? So you learn to listen in a different way. With, uh, I had a mentor who said, just use your big intuitive listening ears. Get your big ears on. You're stuck in the mind, she would say. You're stuck in your mind. Get your big listening ears on. What's your intuition saying? Oh, now, some of us, as we get our this awareness, some of us um, are feelers. Some of us are knowers. Some of us even hear audible words. Right? And you, you say, well, if you start hearing voices, is that okay? <laughs> the great mystic Joseph Campbell said, mystics swim in the same water psychotics drown in. So, in other words, when you get real spiritual and you start listening to your soul and you start tapping into that, you know, universal God mind, you are reaching a different realm of consciousness. Charles Fillmore called it fourth dimension or Christ consciousness is what was known so fully in Jesus. So, my hope for you As you go throughout the week, as you start to just maybe get a little quiet a little more often. And that when you get that inkling, that that guidance, that you take the action. Because until you take action, you're not really living from soul. Until you take the action you're guided to do, you're still stuck in the mind, questioning. So as I say that, don't make any huge decisions tomorrow. Especially if this is new to you, like... You know, start trying it out simply before you go to before you do errands. Like I heard Lynn say last week, ask which store am I supposed to go to, and see what happens. It's fun. Ask what am I to do next today? See what happens. I had a friend who did, was really guided to go to. This sounds crazy, but who was really guided to go to the laundromat at a certain time, and she said, "But I have a washer." She's arguing with God, but I have a washer. So she went to the laundromat and met her spiritual teacher, Jane Elizabeth Hart, who uh, is now 87 years old. Yeah. Isn't that wild? So see, God is always working on your behalf, friends. So when we tap into that deeper energy, that deeper knowing, that awareness that is, you know, connected to all that is, your soul is connected to eternity and knows way more than the mind so it's very freeing to live from soul instead of being stuck in the personality, in the mind. So as you go through the week, remember, I have a body, but I am a soul. Right? Take time, a little bit of time every day, even if it's just five minutes. And I have a friend that says, one minute. Just do one minute of silence. Start there, one minute. With no phone, with no TV, with no video, with no iPad, With no tablet, one minute, breathe and connect, listen, because you have a body, but you are a soul. So now we'll go into a deeper experience of meditation. I asked John if he would play with me during the meditation. So sometimes if you're holding on to something, it's nice just to set it aside so that you're uh aware awake nothing is distracting you and if this is new to you try putting your palms up on your lap it's you don't have to do this but it's saying to the universe i'm ready to receive i'm ready to receive
1: Thank you for listening to the weekly message from Unity North Tampa here on the Experience of the Soul podcast channel. This channel is made possible because of listeners just like you. If you would like to support the channel with your tax-deductible contribution on an ongoing basis or through a one-time gift, head over to experienceofthesoul.com. This message is copyright 2022, Unity North Tampa, all rights reserved. Our theme music, The Light of God, is composed by Shannon Croft and used with permission and available at shannoncroft.com. The Experience of the Soul podcast channel is a production of 818 Studios.